Hello, friends, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm your host, Doug Brown, as always, joined by my tag team partner, Andrew Whitman of GetWarriorTough.com. What is going on? Hey, buddy. Check my little uh, Jim Nance sign in. The Masters starts tomorrow. The Masters. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Augusta National <laughs> Golf Club. <laughs> yeah, best job ever. <laughs> but anyway, hey, we're glad you're with us today. We are uh, probably wrapping up our, our series on walking with the Lord. It's been a good a good journey. Um, and and been fun to explore just some of the, the different revealed truths we've uncovered in in this whole process, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, walking with God. It does have that religious connotation. And we hope that we've made it. I hope we've made it practical. I think we have. Uh, you know, that's the <laughs> target make it, anyway. Yeah. Make it make it practical. Um last week we we uh talked about um knowledge, temperance, and patience, or you know, gaining more um getting insight scientific observation, you know, detailed information on, on, on your, maybe a specific field of study or career or whatever. We also looked at the, combining that with uh, the temperance and self-discipline to, to do that and all the other, other things as well. And then with um, patience really is the, the quality that refuses to give up, not, not just sitting around waiting <laughs> patiently, <laughs> but, or, or but long being, suffering right. as they say, I'm just, but yeah, don't actually, having perseverance and persistence yep. uh, to, to, to stick around, stay in the fight as you will, you know, stick around long enough to see good things happen. Um, today, the next three are uh, godliness and brotherly kindness, or uh, you'll talk about you know, phileo. It's a form of love and then charity or agape love. Uh, but before we dig, dig in, I, I've got something I wanted to, wanted to share because I thought this is pretty neat. And I'm sure this is a scripture that you've, you've taught on in the past, but I was just reading, actually I was listening um, to the Word of Promise the other, uh, yesterday in the car, and this popped up is in Matthew, and I think it, it it totally hones in on what we've been talking about and just the difference in walking with the Lord and and not. Um, it's Matthew seven thirteen. It says, "Enter at the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction or decay." Or actually, I'm gonna look that up real quick. What is that? That word says ruin, loss. Um, perdition, waste. So, you know, decay, corruption, all those things. Um, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to that. And many um, which go in, they that's what they get. Right? Right. Uh, but straight or narrow is the, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads unto life, or Zoe, and few there will find it. I thought, man, that's really cool. I think about like this path we've been talking about, these nine things yeah. being a narrow path. I mean, gosh, there's so many other it things is. you could do. And I, and like, you know, my boys who went to Citadel, there was, that's one of their little slogans is the road less traveled. Right. You know, you're coming to the Citadel because it's the road less traveled. There's not much traffic there. It's the same with this. When you're doing these nine things, you're not going to be in a traffic jam here. There's hardly anybody doing it. So it is the, it is the, a narrow way. Um, there's a, a small amount of people on the path. Mm-hmm. And, and many are the ones that, that aren't on the path, but we're running our race, right? I mean, right. I, I wish everybody was on the path and I'm sad for anybody that's not on the path, but I really don't pay any attention to anybody that's not on the path. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a race of one, like you said, and, yeah. and everybody's is going to look different. What I, I, I don't know if this is correct or not, but it feels like as we get 
the further down the road on these nine things, it feels like the path narrows. You know, it, it, it maybe gets easier. It's easy to be diligent, but you start adding all these other things. If you don't renew your mind and you don't have a spiritual mindset, like we've talked about in the past, you can't muscle this stuff. You just have, you have to. Yeah. It's, it, right? When you say narrow, like there's less and less people on yes. the path. And by the yes. time you get to the end, which is agape, there's very, very few right. people. First off, people don't even know what it is. Right. And the ones, you know, if you did know, once you did find out, you'll find out it's, it's a willful choice, not an emotion to walk in love. Mm-hmm. It's a willful choice. And you got to make hard choices. People are like, they always, you know, I always get accused of that. You know, oh, it's that tough love. I'm like, no, that's agape, man. Right. Yeah, it's not like you talked about in the past. It's not like a feeling. It's it's it's, it's, it's and it's not mamby pamby. It's not right. fluffy. It's not like oh, this is funny because and I know we're kind of jumping ahead to the agape part, but most people, um, they would when I was pastoring, I'll say it this way: they would come to me because they want me to comfort them, mm. comfort them. Um, really what they want is me to assuage and validate, assuage their guilt and validate their bad decisions. Hmm. Right? right. That's what they're looking for. Right. And, and if they don't get that, you know, I'll say the Mr. Rogers feeling from you, mm-hmm. they accuse you of not walking in love. You're not walking in love. But what I'm doing is I always tell them this, hate me on the back end. Right. right? Jesus says in Revelation, I, you know, those whom I love, I give course corrections to. I course correct. If yeah. I didn't love you, I'd let you just yeah. keep running off the cliff. See, most pastors, they don't love people. They act like they have the mamby-pamby feeling. But um, think about this. If, when you're looking at these nine things and you're walking with the Lord and you understand that riches, honor, and life belongs to you and his will, his perfect will, is that all the promises, those exceeding great and precious promises that make us a joint equal heir, we, we would experience that. Remember, thy will be done where? Yeah, on earth. on earth as right. it is. If your pastor isn't teaching you how to walk down this path and and get those promises and the will of God to activate here on earth as it is in heaven, but just giving you guilt, assuagement, and tell, oh, that's okay, honey, I'll just comfort you, and and you're still living and you didn't get healed. <laughs> right. I, if you come to me and you have cancer, I'm going to get you healed. I'm going to preach the word to you. I'm going to build your, you know, get you excited about, you know having faith in the covenant and that Jesus stripes your heel and let's get up out of this bed and walk, you know, let's live life. It not comforts you. Right. And we're going to do everything. It says in Ephesians that having done all, then stand. So we're going to do everything. We're going to do all the medical treatments. We're going to do all the, you know, whatever the, uh, you know, this diet of vegan stuff or that vegetarian diet, or you just, you get, you know, we're going to try everything that we can do to fight off cancer while we're believing by Jesus stripes on here. We're not going to just lay in the bed and you're not, I'm comfort you and wait to die. Wait to die. It's not going right. to happen. It's the same thing with your finances. It's the same thing with your relationships. So this is, that's why walking in love is so different than what it's been portrayed in church, mm. portrayed in quote, quote, Christianity. Right. It's completely different than that. And we'll look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So picking back up, uh, the next thing on the list is, is godliness. I'm sure that, that sends all kinds of different connotations and feelings when people hear that. It, it, you know, how, what, how, how is that defined in okay, the so word? And what does this really mean? The easiest way, and if we, I, for me, mm-hmm. and this is just me. When I'm looking at it, because it really literally means God-likeness or being like God. And they were like, wow, I said before, we could spend a millennia on that. (laughs) Yes, we could. But if we look at the opposite, the opposite of it, it'll help you understand 
where you're off the path. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm not focusing on it, but this will help you when you see the flip side of the coin. Mm-hmm. It helps you understand what the heads is if you get right. the tail. Right. So the opposite of godliness is worldliness or acting like the world. All right. So if you want to be more like God, stop being and acting and doing things the way the world does them. Let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah, so, let's let's talk about it. So the way the world does things, are we are we I assume that means like the the way just the kind of the way things are, the way um like in, in the way a culture acts or what how 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 do you mean the world exactly? Well, that's why he says you're in the world, but you're not of the world. People that are of the world. Now, I'm going to use a hot button issue because it's on everybody's mind right now. You're looking at this election. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going on? If you're all spun up over it on either side, there's cheating. There's not cheating. There's this. There's that. I have a pit in my stomach. This is how the world does it. Mm. The election is not how God does business. Okay. Let's ask this question. Do you think that if uh, let's uh, will on earth as it is done in heaven, <laughs> are, are you voting for Jesus to be king when you get to heaven? <laughs> I don't think you have a choice. Is there going to have to be recounts? <laughs> Probably not. Is the software flipping votes? <laughs> Did dead people die? I mean, you know, vote up there? Yeah, they're all dead up there. They're vote, right? Are you following this? <laughs> yeah. So while you're all spun up on the political, right? We have to we have to fight for political stuff or this that. That's how the world does it. Mm. The way the banking system is set up. The taxes, the education system, it's the world's system, the way the world does it. Okay. You want to know how the world does it? If you have a kid that plays soccer or mine plays lacrosse or wrestling or football and you go to the little, I call them the soccer moms or the lacrosse moms or the lacrosse dads, you want to find out how the world does it? Just go to a little league baseball game. Mm. Just sit there and watch them. Just watch them. How does the world do this? This is the opposite of being like God. Mm. Do you think that in heaven, on planet heaven, that there's going to be a rush hour traffic jam where people are cutting you off, accidents are happening, oh, and the cops, by the way, are waiting to catch you in a speed trap, (laughs) or it's the camera flashing to get you so they can send you the citation in the world. This is the world's system. It's the that's acting like it's being conformed. That's why it says, be renewed in your mind, which we talked about this before, separating the good from the evilists, so you're transformed, not conformed to the world. The world is operating exclusively on the evil list. Okay, so it'd be almost like if you were an American traveling to another country and you're you're an American but you're in this other country you're not a citizen of it you don't live there or you know you don't have a residence there but you're there operating in this in this country right it's right. like what I did when I went to Greece to talk to the CEOs yeah. I'm in the hotel I'm I'm operating there but I'm not I'm in Greece but I'm not Greek right right okay you know I did not eat the food I enjoyed the food you're here in the world so don't be conformed don't do it the world's way mm-hmm. the world does worry they do all about worrying, fretting, and anxiety, and depression, and despondency, and do the evil is. That's what the world does. The world does adversity. The world mm-hmm. does. They, they, the entire uh, in, uh, entertainment industry was it, lately, for the last like, decade and a half, that any of the biggest rated shows have all been on reality TV. They're all based on contrived adversity. Right. 
Yeah. Survivor, we'll take you to a desert island and we're going to leave you there. It's contrived evil. Right. And we all buy into it, right? So, but this is how we live our life. We're living in drama. That's how the world does it. You're living with gossip. That's how the world does it, right? You're living uh, in bad debt, right? I, like I'm living on my credit cards. That's how the world does it. Right. It sounds a lot like natural mindset, carnal it mindset. It is. It, yeah. It's exactly what it is. So there's yeah. God, God-like, God-like mindset, which is spiritual. And then the, there's the natural mindset, which is how the world does it. So I like to look at it the opposites because I can identify very, like, you know, I've, I was in the car the other day and I'm just, you know, I'm shutting everything off, everything <laughs> off. And I'm like, this is why it says in James, it says in James chapter four, that being fond of the world, it says friend in the King James, what it means being fond of, like you have an affinity sure. for the world system right. is at enmity with God. It's really against God. Because if you look at what's going on, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, you know that what's going on in this country right now is not godly. Right. And if you argue it that it's godly, you're not reading the same Bible I am. Right. Yeah. And it has nothing to do, I mean, with this ideology or that ideology or this candidate or that candidate. I, this whole like it's like this is what the this is what the world does. They that hell will spice the gumbo, right? The forces of hell over the men and women, you know, and, and get them all spun up emotionally, then sit back and watch, you know, the fireworks happen. Right. In the military, we did like that. It's, there would be some guy in the military who's bored because we're in the, on ship or in the barracks or we're deployed somewhere, and he'd start a rumor somewhere just to see and then sit back and watch how the rumor went there and everybody got all spun up emotionally over it. No facts, no critical thinking. No, see, God, right. God likes facts. God likes critical thinking. God likes truth. Not a bunch of innuendo and spun up and get everybody, you know, down this rabbit trail, down that rabbit trail, right? And that's what's that's what's going on. I mean, you literally you cannot watch anything on any news media, not radio, not print media. Right now, all of it is lies. Mm -hmm. None of it is based in fact. It's always it's always a spin. It's a snapshot of this. I'm going to look at it from this angle. I'm, it's that's why they call it spin. That's the world system. It's Game of Thrones. Right. My word doesn't mean anything. I'll say this now, and then I'm, when I get out of it, I'll say the next thing. Like, it, it's totally Game of Thrones. That's the world's way. That's worldliness. Godliness is completely the opposite of that. We keep our word, right? We we strive for excellence, right? Diligence, mm -hmm. faith, virtue, valor. That's mm -hmm. godliness. Hmm. Doing it the other way is how the world does it. And it's just like... And, and people are like, well, we got to get this fixed. You know when it's going to get fixed? When Jesus comes back the second time and he is King Jesus and it's the millennial reign. Until that time, it's only going to get worse. I read the end of the book. I know what happened. <laughs> the world government, the world system, and people think the beast is the Antichrist. It's not. The beast is actually the world system. That's worldliness. World governments governing ourselves, humans trying to govern ourselves, that is what the Bible calls the beast. And what's interesting about that is that you can look back at, and I know there's prophecies that, that cover this, but it's had different forms through through the eons. But it's all produced the same, the same thing. Right. Yeah, you could argue we have we have better toys and technology today and all that stuff and innovation, but we're still dealing with the same things. We're still, same thing. There's nothing, like yeah. Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. We're, 
history keeps repeating itself over and over. Because yeah, you know why? Because people, are, people are the same, right? <laughs> we don't ever change. Right. The fallen nature of humans is the fallen nature right. of humans. And when you act like that, that's worldliness. That's not being like God. Godliness is when you are spiritually minded, right? And that I grow up spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then I have life and peace, right? Life and peace. That's spiritually minded. Right. Carnally minded just brings death and destruction and worry and perishing and, you know, stirring up emotionally. And we'll see all this when we talk about, you know, agape. It really lists all these things out in First Corinthians 13. You know, the other thing, too— um, Godliness is looking at like kind of, all right, grow up, be like your dad, right? Be like your heavenly father. Yeah. The first thing we see about him when we're introduced to him in the beginning is he he created. Yeah, that's why that's what I said it's, last it's, time. It's, it's like, like that's how he introduced himself. So we should be creating stuff. Right. I'm with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, and imagine it's, this. It's creating things, not destroying things and not screwing up what's already, you know. Right. It's so much easier Improving. to tear down people. Yeah, absolutely. You could tear down ideas. You tear down people's resumes. You could tear down whatever their intentions were. You could tear down, tear down, tear down systems, tear down. And that's what we're seeing. In the, this is the world system. We tear stuff down. Mm. It's very difficult to create and build. That's why very right. few people do it. Right. Now, how many people created the life bulb, light bulb? One. <laughs> right. So, anything else about this, or do you want to move on? No, to- I think, I mean, I, right, you get yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you could just meditate on that. How do I be more like God? To yeah. Be less like Le- the world. Less like the world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's a cool way to look at the yeah, opposite. If we're going to backstab somebody, let's just, just let's not backstab. You're going to gossip about somebody? Let's not do that. God's probably not gossiping about Yeah. Right. So, the next one on the list is uh, brotherly kindness, or uh, is, it, is it phileo or Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, phileo. Okay. Phileo. It's the the root word phileo. I'm fond of you. That's what Philadelphia is actually like, the city of brotherly. Yeah, so it's the, a, a city full of brother. That's why we call it Philadelphia City. Wait, that's just funny because that's like the same city where they, they threw snowballs at, at Santa Claus at the Eagles game. With a battery inside, I think. I mean, the core, they're like. It was like a like, Duracell battery and then an ice bar. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So again, being yeah. conformed to the world's way, no. Right. Wait, so yeah, so Philadelphia, <laughs> Phileo, yeah, it's brotherly love, <laughs> brotherly kindness. So it's having a, a, a display of warmth or affection. So listen, there's four Greek words for love. Okay. In the New Testament, right? Um, actually, there's only three, but there's a fourth one in Koine Greek. So there's uh, eros, which is where we get the word erotica from. It's romantic love. Right. Right. So then there's uh, Phileo, which is this brotherly. You know, it's a friend. It's fraternal love, sorority, sisters, that kind of thing. It's it's tenderness, showing concern. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's stargay, which is mother, daughter, father, son, love. Stargay, mm-hmm. you know, uh, parent, child. Love. Right. Let me try and you know, yeah, de- cover gen- everybody, degender it or whatever. Right. And then there's agape, which is the God kind of love. So what he's talking about here in the nine things is that we would actually have brotherly kindness or sister- familiar kindness, like the way you would. And here's, here's the world's way of doing it. Family first. Mm. You know, blood stickers than water. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. He's saying this is how you should, you know, have that friendly fondness, that love. Like, I would give you my shirt off my back if you need the weed eater. You're going to, yeah, hey, Andrew, right. I need the weed eater. Here you go. Hey, could you pick me up? At yeah, yes, this is brotherly kindness. And that's that's the eighth thing on the list. The opposite of that would be being cold to somebody or uncaring. There's a lot of uncaring, Mm -hmm. cold stuff, Um, distant, withdrawn, unfeeling, detached, or you would have antipathy towards somebody where I just don't care about you. And then the then it 
here's where it peaks out is actual hostility to somebody is the opposite. Okay. If you're hostile to somebody, man, we see a lot of that. Yeah, out there we right do. Now. A lot of hostility. Um, you know, when I was in Greece, they asked me, you know, what keeps me up at night? And I was like, the hostility in my country. Really? Yeah. And this was last year. This was in 2019, I think. And I was just like, yeah, that just how we're at each other's throats. On everything. On everything. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. Just the, the open hostility. And I'm seeing a lot of this from Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether you are left-leaning or right-leaning. I, I have friends on both sides of the quote-quote political aisle that are born again. And and some of you just, I just heard it. I just heard somebody say, well, if they're not, you know, this, then they're not born again. Right. Wrong. Yeah. God's not a Democrat or a Republican. He's not a communist, socialist, or a capitalist. Um, and he doesn't care about really any of those things. That's all the world system. Every one of those things is the world system. Um, if you look how God does it, it's a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're willing and obedient. You perform and you get promoted. Right. You refuse and you rebel, it says then you get punished. Right. It's a meritocracy. But this brotherly kindness thing, it's just, it's so out of control um, where we're just openly hostile all the time, just all the time to each other. And it's like, um, you're not doing, you're not on the path. This is number eight. Like even, and listen, I, I can be hostile. But I'm only hostile when, and we'll get to this when you get to agape, I'm only hostile when I'm protecting. Mm-hmm. I'm shielding from youth, from uh, an outside force threatening somebody who can't fight for themselves or threatening somebody who's inside the barrier of my protection. Like when, I'm, when I was pastoring, if you're one of my flock, I, I am hostile towards somebody who's coming to fleece the flock. Well, be like a mama bear protecting her cubs. Correct. Right. That's walking in love. Yeah. Like, so as I'm talking about hostility where, you know, you're judging somebody. We talked about this before, the judgment seat. You're judging them for what they're doing or what they believe or how they're acting. It's their belief, man. I don't. Need, yeah. I never tell anybody what to believe. I'm not even telling you what to believe. I vetted my beliefs. Go back to like the beginning sure. of season one, man. Right. I, I never tell anybody. And even Paul says, like, listen, we don't have any dominion over your faith. We have no dominion or authority over what you believe. Our job, and this is what you and I, I think, we're trying to do here, we're attempting to do, is to get you excited. It says to, you know, uh, increase your joy. I'm trying to get you excited about the benefits of the covenant, excited about, man, God's awesome. Right. Like being in the covenant is great. This is all right. And it's all I can do is help your joy. That's what Paul, I can't get you to believe or not believe anything. They're your beliefs. It's none of my business what you believe. But what I'm trying to do here, and I think that's what we're doing together, is to help people increase their joy and get excited about stuff in the covenant. Absolutely. Especially when you discover things that benefits you didn't know were there or things you thought were not available right. because God's doing all this X, bad stuff to, to make you, you right. learn and you find out suffer. God's good. Like, wait, he's yeah. not actually doing this at all. <laughs> right. He doesn't want you to deal with that stuff. He actually sent his son to pay for to take it all away. Right. And he wants you like, to have a great that's, life. It's good news. Yes. It should be good news. Correct. But if you don't believe it, I'm I, I'm not, not hostile towards right. you. Yeah, it's up to and you. And if you, you know, like this candidate or that candidate or this ideology or that, I, I'm not hostile towards you. I really well, do, It doesn't matter. What's funny is like Jesus never... Um, like chase anybody down, right? No. He was like, hey, come follow me. Yeah. And if they followed, great. And they, they didn't. And they didn't, oh well. Right, but anybody <laughs> that came to him, he said, the door's always open. Yeah. I'm always standing here at the door. 
all you yeah. have to do is open the door and we're going to hang out together. He's, yeah. King James says, I'll come and sup with you, right? <laughs> it means we're going to hang out. We're going to yeah. you know, break bread. We'll hang out. Right. So this is that brotherly kindness, right? Stop being hostile. Give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Stop having have a negative bias on er, a judgmental bias on everything that every somebody else does. Like we automatically right. think someone cut us off in traffic. They were just being rotten, you know, and I found myself doing that before. And then I'm like, I, I, I do this like on purpose. When I start to feel myself getting spun up mm-hmm. about what somebody just did, and I'm like, eh, you know what? I've done that before. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what? I've cut people off. You yeah. know what? Yeah. I, you know what? I don't like it. It upset me. The, the first, my initial was like a flash of, I remember, take no thought saying, right? Right. Sin, no sin. You know what? <laughs> I've cut people off in traffic before. Yeah, it's okay, man. You know what? I've, I've made that same mistake. I've done it. It wasn't that I was trying to be mean. I just was not even paying attention, right? I've done that before. So I'm not going to get mad that somebody threw, you know, I start to, but then I think, yeah, hey, right. you know what? I've done that before. Right. You know what? I've, I've said that before. But you know what? When you do that, you're almost removing self-righteousness from yourself. Because right. what you're saying is when you're mad at that person, is that person's a jerk. I, I wouldn't, you know. I would never. I would never do that. You're wrong. Right. I've done but it. Again, I'm you like, hey, you have that. done I've it. Done but that, that, that whole, yeah. that any, any sort of, anytime there's any sort of judgment, there's always self-righteousness behind yeah, this. What you're saying is that I'm better than that person because I'm not doing, look how, I look at that mistake that. they did. Yeah, I'm like, man, you know, yeah. I never get on, I mean, you run your finances how you want to run them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't judge anybody if they buy a new car or they, you know. Right. You do whatever you want, man. It's, it's not, you know, or you go, your kids are in a private school or, oh, your kids are in a public school. Well, we have our kids in a private school. Like, you know what, man? Everybody has their own bully. Yeah. Take it. That's good. Right. That's like, not be, why are you looking for hostility? Why are we right. looking for something to divide? Well, us? we like, do want to, when we're not walking in love, we yeah. want to, we're looking to, to justify. Yeah. Vindicate things, ourselves. Right? A self-vindication, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so. And really it could probably goes back to acceptance. And, yeah. And, and, it does. Yeah. But, so that's All what roads I'm always. lead back there. <laughs> right. So I'm always one to like, you know, kind of like take a second and think, mm-hmm. have I ever, you know what? I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've done that before. You know, like my kids, you know, uh, like especially, you know, uh, my middle son, Jack, man, he's like, he'll do stuff just to stick it to the man down at the <laughs> Citadel. I'm like, dude, what are you? And he's like, where do you think I got it from? I'm like, yeah, I probably did. Yeah. Because then I'll tell a story when I was his age and right. I did the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. I wouldn't do yeah. it now. Yeah. But it was I, funny yeah, then. To me, well, yeah, I was like, hey, all right, okay, okay, all right, I get you. Yeah. He's like, where do you think I got it from? You know, he's just like, he would say, you know, you're supposed to say, sir, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And he would say, sir, okay, sir. <laughs> just to, you know, stick it to the moon. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, it's just enough so they can't really yell at him, be, yeah. but you know you're not doing the right thing. You know, he's right. just stick. I was like, he's like, where do you think I got it from? I'm like, yeah, okay, you're probably right, you know. So I'm not mad at you. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I always want to try and remove my – so walking in brotherly kindness for me is like just kind of taking a step back and saying, yeah. you know what, I've done this myself. Let's give them a free pass on this. Give them benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Remove judgment. And yeah. No, I think that's, well, I mean, just looking at like as a life skill on its own, that's a good, that's a good thing to do. And right? I'm not telling you I'm a master at it. I'm a journeyman, no, right? Sure. I try, I, I really attempt, and I say try, try and lying, but I actually attempt and I work at having that conversation mm-hmm. in my head when any I start to flare up that I literally be like, well, let me think, have I done this before? Yeah. 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 I've done something like that. It might have not been exactly like this, but it's pretty close. Right. You right. know, yeah, I've probably done that. I should probably not get mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, <laughs> I probably should give him a free pass on that one. I mean, I literally have that exercise in my head. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Then that's bro- brotherly kindness. Okay. Yeah. 
cool. Anything else on that that we should we should. I know no. there's probably a few examples in the world we'll get to in a little bit, but yeah, I mean we I mean, but no, but I mean we all know what it is. Yeah. I mean, come on, man, this isn't hard. This isn't theological. It's sure. not some kind it's of practical, thing. right? It's, it's I mean, it's everyday stuff. We yeah. all have, we've all had somebody cut us off in traffic. Should this be a if we're in a spiritual mindset on the path? Should should this almost be like our default, or is this something that you mentioned kind of working on it? Is it something that well, it's always something I'm working on because, yeah. like, for it's different personalities, really. Sure. Right. So some of us are like, we're wired. Like you're like wired. That's a, you're a relationship guy. Mm. So brotherly kindness is very easy for you. Like, there's nobody that doesn't like you. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, sometimes, like, it, it, to a fault where it's like you're almost too nice. Like, right. They walk over you like a doormat. If you're not sometimes. Careful. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how you were when we first met. Right. I, I've kind of like you know. Yeah. You hardened your armor oh, sure. up a little bit. Yeah, you're not as nice as you used to be. <laughs> but, we'll talk about nice in a little bit. Yeah. We'll yeah, talk we'll, about we'll that talk because that's not what people think. No, it's not what they... Yeah. But see what I'm saying? Like, so some people are more... Uh, they're wired. They come out of the womb more predisposed towards right. being brotherly kind than I... May, I'm not... You know, like I was always joking when social distancing came out back in my... I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 years. Come on <laughs> in the water side. You know? Right. It's not that I... I, that I don't... I'm not social, but I'm very choosy who I have sure. social relationships with. Right? But, but yeah. But it is something that I have to personally work on. Probably the, my weakest point in this whole list is probably this one right here. And just in like, you know, in full disclosure, um, the one that I have to continually work on is this brotherly kindness one. Mm. Not that I'm hostile or whatever, but there's a lot of times where, and you probably see me like I'm, it's almost kind of like, I don't want to say it's introverted because that's like an excuse, but I'll be at a party and I'll be kind of withdrawn or whatever. I don't, I'm not in the middle of all this fun talk or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not my personality. Right. So I have to like kind of work at not being withdrawn or distant or... Sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You I'm know. Fine. I mean, yeah. I'm not telling you anything you don't know about me. Right. But... Yeah, but we all have yeah. kind of a, a, a different makeup, you're saying, and, and some of us have yeah. a little, little more... Little, we, when, when, we, when the recipe was being made, some folks got a little more of the relevant Right, like me, like, like di <laughs> diligence and temperance is super easy for me. And, not, yeah. you know, knowledge. I love to read textbooks. Okay, so I'm, I'm wired like that. Yeah. And, and then, you know, on this, it, I'm not down here. It's just, that's not where my, it, right. because people are like, well, Andrew, you just act like you're, like, I'm killing it on the rest of this list, man. I mean, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> but when I get to here, I actually have to do work. Right. And I have to be diligent at this. And I have to be self-disciplined not to. And listen, when I was younger, man, it was, it was you know, I, some, if I thought that you were, you know, hosing me or cutting me off in traffic or stealing my parking spot, I'd let you know, man. Yeah. You know, um, and not in a nice way. <laughs> Fair you know, it's that whole Marine Corps, you know, they keep you angry because so, <laughs> they want you to be a you know, killing machine. Right. They, they keep you angry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Agape, the last one on the list here, this is one that is probably, as we've discussed in the past, very misunderstood. Um twisted a little bit yeah a lot a lot actually people have no idea really what it, i mean you always yeah you always, it's funny because like if you go to any wedding where they believe god at all right like it's not they like an eight it's not like at the courthouse where yeah. they just like yeah this is red yeah it's the first corinthians 13 the love chapter right it's right. always at the it's always at the wedding ceremony and of course you know for most folks, that that's the last time they ever look at it. But you know, it's like we had it in our ceremony. Then, then the you know the divorce proceedings start within weeks after that. Uh, all right, uh, I said that on a. I was doing a webinar the other day, and I was like, "Yeah." And then you get divorced after six years, and I'm like, and then something came up, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I've been married 32 years." They're like, "Oh, 
I said, to, you know, I've only had one wife. They're like, well, we thought you were divorced after six years and you said that. We thought that it was your self-talk, you know, you're diming yourself out. I'm like, no, it was just an example. Like six years is like usually when it's like all falls yeah. apart. Yeah. Just looking at the stats. But anyway, yeah. So agape, let's look at it. You want to look at it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what do you think it is? <laughs> let's do the Job neighborhood Bible study. <laughs> well, I've learned a lot through our discussions over the years that this is this is the God kind of love that you mentioned. There's these other, you know, definitions of love. This word agape is used only in context when it says the love of God or the love of Christ. It's literally right. not used any other other time. Right. So that to me, that one that sets that sets it apart. Um, we've talked that it's a uh, not not a belief, not an emotion. It is the culmination of different actions. Yeah, it's a choice of will. Right. It literally is a choice of your will. Mm-hmm. And it's not a touchy-feely thing either. No, in fact, I'll tell you, there's a lot of times, like, my natural mindset and my emotions are screaming against my choice of will to walk in love. And I'm going to tell you a hint, too. That's acting like God. God does the same thing. There is a lot of stuff that would drive him in, that does drive him insane, that we grieve the Holy Spirit, that it angers him, that it mm-hmm. frustrates him. That he just puts that on the back burner and takes his choice of will to love us, regardless of what ha- regardless of what his emotional reaction is, mm. that he overrides that and goes with the choice of his will. Right, but and when you get your head around this definition, it's impossible to think that God is doing anything other than good stuff for you in your life. Like it literally contradicts all the. Um, suffering for God, He's doing this to make me learn. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, it's all, it's all that crap goes out the window because you can't walk in love if you're God. You cannot love people and do that stuff. It's only right. This is the definition of those of of, of what you're doing. Correct. And it, it's pretty powerful. It's um, very powerful. So let's. Uh, I'm going to look go yeah. to First Corinthians 13. Is all right. I'm, sure. It's really. I'm going to start down in um, verse four. Okay. And it's really only from verse four through seven is the definition. This is the Bible. Remember, the Bible's a legal document. Right. Here he gives us the definition. Now, I'm going to read it in the King James, and I'm going to tell you what the Greek word is. And if you have your e-sword, you could look at it. Right. Don't, it ain't just Andrew's words, but if you're driving in the car, I'm going to help you. I'm not going to make you pull over and look at your e-sword. <laughs> okay? So verse four, and it says charity right there, in the like, and then we say love, but it's actually the word agape. Okay? All right. So I'm going to use when it says charity, I'm going to say the word agape. Is that all right? Yeah, fair okay. enough. Okay. Okay. So agape suffers long. Now, that Greek word is not, you see, when we first thing, what does that make oh, you think? Got to suffer. Got to put up with suffering. And for a long for time, time. got to just like just, put up with a, I got to be a doormat. Mm-hmm. Turn the other cheek. And keep turning and let people take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Is that's not what it says in the Greek. It says in the Greek, endures bravely. Mm. So the first thing out the gate, it's a lot like patience mixed with valor. Okay. It's so much like it that that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what the word is. Endures bravely. Endures bravely. You are the quality that refuses to give up. And while you're in the middle of it, you are brave. You're courage. You override whatever fear you have. That means you can't be, if you're enduring bravely, you're not be like, oh, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Oh, my goodness. Oh, God, what's going to happen? I can't believe. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, the election. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? The country's going to hell in a handbasket. This is this is that, that side. Right? No. Yeah. That's not enduring yeah. bravely. 
Right. You're not walking in love. If you got spun up over that and you're worried and you're in fear and you're coming off of, you know, the quality that refuses to give up, you're not like, I'm, I'm steadfast, I'm rooted and grounded, then you've already missed the first cut. Right. If you make the cut, you're thinking, not head in the sand, but no. it's, I'm going to be fine. Not only that, I'm, gonna I'm going great. to be better. Yeah, because, it's going to be great. Like, no matter what, what happens. It's always better for covenant people. Right. Well, because all things work together for good, good to those that love God and are daily covering his purpose. Right. If you're doing, if you love and love God as agape, that's, this is what we're talking about. Cause you, when I say love God, you heard something else in your mind. Agape God. The first thing is if you agape, agape God, you have to endure bravely. Mm. Suck it up, buttercup, cowboy up, John Wayne it, whatever you want. You get some fortitude and stop crying, whining, and moaning. If you are, you're not walking in love. So right out the gate, it's not mamby-pamby at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, agape suffers long and is kind. That means nice, right? No. Super Greek, nice? You're like, just nice to everybody? Right. The Greek word means useful. That that doesn't sound like nice. No, totally different than nice. Jesus was never nice to anybody, but he was always useful. And I use this example with my kids. They're like, can we play on I-85? All the other kids are doing it. No, you can play in the backyard. You're not nice. Right, but I am useful. Hmm. Again, that a nice meaning, that kind of emotional, yeah. making do you whatever feel you good, want, right? Do no. whatever, but I'm useful. I'll, is... I'll help you make the course correction to keep you, you know, make yeah. make a right decision that brings life and peace. Or it'd be like if you had, you know, you're doing a, a home improvement project and trying to figure out, like, you know, what tool to use on, and someone comes by and, oh, you need a Phillips head. Like, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. But it more used to be like you go and get the get Phillips, Phillips head, head and, bring and help it me use it. Correct. That there would be useful. Go. Very <laughs> right? useful. Not Correct. Just, oh, yeah. You the wrong tool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Agape envies not, or it says in the Greek, is not in competition with anyone. Hmm. If you're walking in the God kind of love, you're not in competition with anyone. In fact, I love it when good things happen to everybody. I don't want bad things to happen to anybody. Right. And I don't like it if I, like, oh, someone's getting ahead of me. Now, I know you're not walking in love. If you're competing with somebody, you're trying to get the same spot at work or, you know, you're fighting over a parking spot or the pew in church or whatever it is. If you're in competition, right. like literally, I know this is going to send the hate mail to Doug. <laughs> Logos uncovered at Gmail. Logos uncovered okay. right. <laughs> Sports is literally, if you're competing against uh, the other team, it's really straight out of hell. Devilish wisdom, the Bible says, is ambition and competition. The Bible says it's not wise to compare yourself with somebody else or to compete with somebody else. He said to run your race and you be the best you. And all my, when I mentally, I'm a mental toughness coach. And when I coach athletes, I, we don't pay any attention to the scoreboard, the other team, or what someone else is doing. I'm in competition with myself to beat my own personal record. Mm. That's the God kind of love. If you're going to compete, you compete with you. You don't compete with somebody else, not in competition with anybody else, not in competition with the other team. And this is, this is what Nick Saban says too, right? The Alabama. Right, absolutely. We have a standard. We don't care who we're playing. Right. We play to our standard. And they always have good things to say, even when they're playing like, you know, yeah, it, you're right. It's Chattanooga a, it's, State, it's, you know, junior college or whatever. It's the, the nameless, faceless opponent. It, does, and, it doesn't matter. And, and, I'm not competing against it, them. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be, you know, the 85 Bears or, like you said, the high school down the street. You're going to treat the opponent with respect and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to approach 
playing the game, executing your plan the same way, regardless of who is on the other side of the field. Right. And you're, if you have to compete with somebody, you compete with yourself. Right. So, right. It, so if you're competing with somebody else, you're not walking in agape. Mm. Whether it's at work or at home and school, whatever, there's no rivalries in the kingdom. Right. Just well, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Peter. He's like, listen, we're all from Jesus. <laughs> the end. <laughs> right. Okay. Not competing with anybody. The next thing is... Uh, Agape vaunteth not itself, nor is it puffed up. It literally, you're not arrogant. You're not like I think of her, be high-minded. You're uh, unteachable or uncoachable. Egotistical. Egotistical, narcissistic. Right. Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm all, That's not agape, man. Right. You look through all, of, you know, even in Proverbs, Psalm says this. Listen, man, if you're at like the, you're, you're at the, the state dinner, mm-hmm. invited to the White House. If the seating chart isn't up there and they tell you where to sit, you sit way back at the back of the room and let them call you up to the head table. Don't go up to the head table and act like, I belong up here. He said, because you're going to be embarrassed when they tell you, no, your seat's way down there and they <laughs> right. call somebody else up. Right. See, this is walking in love. You don't have to, like Jesus said, I don't honor myself. Right. If I honored myself, it'd be a lie. You don't honor yours. If you honor yourself then you're not walking in love. Now, that's not saying the same thing. They got on me because last week I said, I'm an international expert in mental toughness. I'm international. I'm a recognized international expert. My, my daughter's like, oh, love, you know, I'm like, but I wasn't being puffed up when I said it. I just, just what it is. Right. I'm not walking around like, I'm, I, you know, like the anchor man. I'm a pretty big deal, you know, from, you know, <laughs> right. San Diego, you know, like, you see what I'm saying? You see yeah. the difference? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I'm puffed up and I'm vaunted and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm the man. Well, there's interesting something that you've accomplished and built and earned over the, over years yeah. of study and. And it just is. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. I'm not like, going to lie about it. Somebody like a doctor, like a, a physician. Let's say like with Jesus, he said, I am. And they were like, what will kill you? He's like, listen, I was around before Abraham. He saw my, he's not saying that he's not, hey, I'm the son of God. I am. And not yeah. only that, I'm equal with, you're equal with God. Yes, I am. That's what Jesus said. He's not being vaunted or puffed up. Right. Take telling the truth. He's straight. It's, that's just what it is. I'm not, it's not like he's being, you know, you know, Pete Rose about it or anything. Remember back in the day, Pete Rose, he was all the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Charlie Hustle. No, I know that's old, but he was super egotistical. Right. I know. We don't know anybody like that in American society today. Not a single one comes to mind. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> we better get on verse five. Yeah, let's move right Get along. out of love. Right? But, and, and speaking of what comes next. Yes. It does not behave <laughs> what, what itself. What a segue. <laughs> does not behave itself unseemly or improperly. Uh, does not. Be- it behaves properly. Right. Not just like when it's easy and things are going well. Not even that. I mean, like, listen, let me ask you this, man. What does it cost you to be courteous to somebody? Just the effort, which like is nothing. nothing. Just be. It costs yeah. you nothing. Like, yeah. you don't be like, well, respect is earned. Right. But you could show respect. I'm not saying you to give your respect, right. but to show respect. How much does that cost treat, you? Treat people well. Right. right. Behave nothing. properly. There's certain things that we would like. You don't act a fool like that. And again, that's like the right after being a narcissist because you can't behave. You can't just help yourself. You can't behave properly. Stop stirring the pot. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Doesn't 
isn't we talked this before where doesn't it also pertain to like kind of not letting other people that's the next one this next one yeah okay so it seeks not and it's not easily provoked or stirred up so you don't let somebody else get you provoked or stirred up right if you're letting someone else they'd be like they're making me they're making me x y and z no no one can make you feel anything. No one can make you do. My daughter says, I'm not making you do anything. Like, right. So she's like, parrots that back to me because no one can make you feel any way without your permission. And no one can make you respond or react anyway right. with that. No one can get you stirred up, but you, you don't let anybody stir you up. either. If you get stirred up easily. So this is what I was, I'm self-aware when I know that things are starting to stir me up, I remove myself from mm. it. We were talking about that before the show. I know right. where I'm going. So I'm like, you know what? This is going here, doing this thing that's scheduled in the next couple of days. I'm not going to go to that because I know that I know myself and I would get stirred up. Right. So I'm going to walk in love and not be part of that. I'm not going to that event because mm-hmm. I would get stirred up mm-hmm. because I know that I'm not going to put myself in the position where I can't stop it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. That's walking in love. Yeah. Not easily kind of like we talked about the other day is like making no provision for the flesh, kind of correct, thing, right? right? I'm not setting myself up for failure. Yeah. Let's use the corporate line, right? So yeah. Then the next thing is, is that it's thinks no evil or it takes inventory of no evil. So you're not taking. So this is taking inventory of evil. This is it's like one of the number one pastimes for Christians. <laughs> I got to go look in the pantry and see if there's a six pack of worry. Oh my gosh, we only have a six pack of worry. We got to pick up two cases of worry for the weekend. <laughs> there's not enough adversity. Let's go start some drama. I know. Let's talk about the PTA moms. Mm. Or did you see what so and so wore to church last week? Right. I'm taking inventory of evil. Mm. I'm checking my pantry and my cabinets for adversity and affliction. It's, oh, wait, I don't have enough pains yet. I better be. You know what? I, 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 I mean, oh, yeah, my rheumatism. Yeah, well, you know, it must be starting to get rainy out because my knee always, you know, taking inventory of evil. You're not walking in love. That's mm. one of my favorite, you know, I like, doesn't think evil takes inventory. Doesn't take inventory of evil. See how it's different mm. a little bit? Yeah. But right. Yeah. Rejoices not in iniquity. That word iniquity is really in the Greek. It's unrighteousness, which is an unequity, if you will. Because right. equity Lack is. Lack of equity. Right. Yeah. Listen, you don't rejoice when you don't have any equity. You rejoice when you have a lot of equity. Like if you're in your house, you had like, oh my gosh, I have an extra $100,000 in equity because the market went up. Yay. Right. You already know this. This isn't hard. When the market drops and you lost 100000 now I'm upside down on my house. I lost all that equity. Are you happy? No. No. This is easy. So you got that one, right? Everybody can yeah, get that one. You, you got that one on a copy, right? If you don't have that one, you got a problem. <laughs> right? It rejoices in the truth. Not the facts. Mm. There's a we difference. Can, we can the, play the truth and fact game. Truth and fact game, right? You want to play the truth Let's and fact? Let's play the game? truth and fact game. Okay. Uh don't be afraid of the facts. Because we know what the truth is. Mm. Say it like this. Um, the fact is that if you stepped, if you walked off the roof of my house, the law of gravity would take effect and you would fall. Right. That's the fact. Right. The Wright brothers, everybody said they were kooks or whatever, said, no, we're going to fly. We're going to fly. They're like, no, gravity, you can't fly. 
they figured out, they found a new, a higher fact of lift and thrust, a law of lift mm. and thrust. And they operated in that with the wings and they got enough speed going. They got the lift and thrust going. And then they found an, they flew. The truth was I'm going to fly. That was their truth. Right. No one could get them off that truth. They believed it. They had faith in that truth. Mm -hmm. It was higher than the fact of gravity. No matter what anybody said about the fact of gravity, they didn't ignore the gravity. They didn't deny gravity. Because, listen, they didn't walk off the roof of their house. What they did is they kept searching. They believed in the truth that we're going to fly, and it, it revealed to them a higher fact, the law of lift and thrust. And now their truth became a fact. Mm -hmm. They did fly. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is take my – I want to – Let's say we were looking at a glass of water. It's a 12-ounce glass. Right. And there's six ounces of water in it. What do we say? We would say it's either half empty or half full. Correct. And both of those facts, six ounces of water. It's six ounces of or water. Or six ounces of air. Right. In a 12-ounce right. glass. Right. Two facts. Now, there's a higher fact and a lower fact. If you believe that there's six, this is just like, there's empirical data on this psychology study. If you're a person that says I'm a half empty person, that's the lower the lower fact, which leads to a lower truth. What you're doing is looking at everything you don't have. Mm -hmm. And so that's a down that now that fact is I'm half empty takes you to the lower truth of here's all the stuff that I don't have and it produces less and less in your life. Right. Now if you said the glass is half full, what you're look, you're not saying that it's not, you're not saying it's totally full. You're not denying that half of it, there's six ounces of air in there. Right. But what you're doing is saying, look what I do have. What can I do? How can I maximize what I do have in my hand? And it leads to the higher truth of prosperity, the higher truth of solving the problem, the higher mm -hmm. truth of, in the Wright brothers' case, flying. Right. Let's take it to the word. I had a case where a lady, um, she felt, sick in her body and all this stuff, but she's afraid to go to the doctor because she doesn't want to know the facts. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to believe God I'm healed, but she's getting sicker. Mm -hmm. So I took her to the doctor. I literally went and sat in there with her till they did the, is it the CAT scan or the MRI, which is the one for the oncologist. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, CAT scan. Yeah, it's CAT scan. Yeah. So we sat in there and they took a picture of her whole body and her body is riddled with cancer. That's a fact. We're not denying it. Putting your head in the sand. I mean, if you had done this like uh, a year ago, we probably wouldn't. Have, we could have caught it sooner. Right. But now, because you're trying to ignore or deny the fact, we have a real fight on our hands. The truth is, by Jesus stripes you are healed. Yes, but you didn't really believe that. What you were doing was, I'm skip. I'm going to use that as my cover for not going to the doctor to find out the facts. Mm -hmm. You found that. Mm -hmm. So. Once we did that, then I'm like, you know, we go through the whole thing. You know, uh, you know, we're going to do what the doctor says. We're going to do a fight, 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 get the word into her, come into the house for healing. You know, I had healing school on Thursdays. I'm just teaching you the word on Thursday nights at that time. Whatever healing is to build, you know, get you excited about mm -hmm. their covenant. And then sure enough, man, within like nine weeks, she went back for another one and they couldn't find a single trace of cancer. So then they thought the machine was broken. So they take her to the next one. And then they did it, and then that one came, and then they did it again. Not a different machine, but they did another scan to make sure, and they were like, there's not any, you're, you're completely healed. So now, now the fact is, you don't have cancer. Nine weeks ago, the fact was, your body was riddled with cancer. But see, what I'm doing here is that I'm going to rejoice in the truth. She wasn't rejoicing in the truth. She was scared of the facts. Mm -hmm. 
When you're walking in love, you rejoice in the truth. You're never scared of the facts. Let's make it a little less, you know. Yeah. Like guys my age, we don't like to go get our blood sugar checked because then I can lie to myself and say it's not that bad. I can go have Krispy Kreme donuts. Right, right. Because I'm afraid of the fact. Just rejoice in the truth. Find out what it is, then rejoice in the truth that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Oh, by the way, I'm giving up processed sugar because it's not good. It doesn't do good stuff for my body. Right. You following this? I'm with you. Yeah, this is walking in love. Didn't think that when we started talking about it. No, it's, yeah, I I always like where we end up. So rejoice in the truth. Next one is, let's see, verse 7, beareth all things. Now, this is where I was talking about before, where I could get hostile. Okay. So- the Greek beareth up all things really says this, holds out as a shield against something that threatens. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a little different than... Bears up against all, bears bears up. Up, you know, yeah. and all things. So really what you're doing is you're holding out and shielding from anything that threatens. So here's an example. Um, I had a rental property. I had three, but this one, anyway, there was people, there was tenants in there. This was many years ago. They were ministers of a mega church. They were like on staff, mm-hmm. like not, not like one of the big, but they were down, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Low on the total yeah, pole, yeah, but, yeah. Big but they giant. were on this, oh, they were on the staff and they called themselves ministers, but they're on the staff. They weren't paying the rent. Like for three months, they didn't pay the rent. I'm a li- pastor of a little church, not taking a salary, <laughs> but I have three kids to feed. Right. When the rent not coming, I still have to pay the mortgage payment on that rental property while they're not paying me the rent. Plus, I still have to pay my, you know, are you following this? Uh-huh. They literally told me they had the pastor of that mega church, 3,000 member church. The head pastor calls me and literally reamed me out for not walking in love. Why? How could I, you know, serve them with, you know, failure to pay rent and I had an eviction notice? How, that's not walking in love. I said, well, how is that walking in love? I said, no, it's not walking in love to my kids if I let it go and I lose my house. Mm. I have to shield from what threatens them. You found this? Uh-huh. So you, people try to use that as a way to manipulate you right. for them to have bad behavior. No, if you have bad, I'm not going to let, and I would say this when I was pastoring in church, and we're not going to let any, I do it in corporate. You probably heard me say it in corporate before. I love you. You're safe with me. But I will not put up with any bad behavior. Right. Nobody is going to threaten anybody in here. Right. Right. No one's going to take advantage of somebody. No, I will not let it happen. Manipulate somebody. Correct. I will shut it down immediately. Right. There will be no wolves coming in here to fleece the flock or kill the sheep. It's not going to happen. Right. It doesn't happen in my family. It doesn't happen with my friends. It doesn't happen in my corporate audiences. It doesn't happen in church. You know, clients, if I have corporate clients, I'll shut that stuff down. I'm not going to have bad behavior. I love you. It has nothing to do with, like, I'm not being mean about it, but I will shield from anything that threatens anybody else. Does that make sense? That's walking Absolutely. in love. This is totally different than what the Christian man be paying, be walk, like that pastor of the megachurch right. tried to, like, manipulate me by, I wasn't walking in love because I'm evicting these people. Listen, you, why aren't you paying the rent? You're, you got <laughs> right. freaking three jets over there. Like, literally, literally. probably seven. Yeah, why aren't you paying them more why, so they could pay their rent? Or just pay me, pay yeah. it to me. It was like right. $750. And, but you're, you literally took time out of your day and your ministry to, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, how is that? And you're trying to use this, you know, oh, you're not walking in love. So, um, yeah, we had an interesting discussion. I bet. Never heard from him again. 
<laughs> Shocker. Yeah, those people got evicted, and I walked in love. That's right. I bared up against anything that would, you know, shielded from anything that would threaten. Um, and then the next thing is it uh, believes all things. So you're having faith, right? Back to the nine things that was number two is have right. faith or confidence is really what that word is. You'll have confidence in all things, which is the next one, hope, which is also confident expectation in all things. Like not only do I believe in what God said, that I believe what the word says about me, but I have confident expectation, confidence in that and confident expectation that what I'm doing is going to produce the right results because I'm making good decisions. So I'm confident this is all going to work out mm-hmm. fine. Now, if you're making bad, you're not walking in love, you're not going to be making good decisions because you're probably taking inventory of evil. You're probably competing with somebody, mm-hmm. right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You see, when you get down the list, you're doing all these things. You could be confident. That's why it says hope all things. And then the last thing is endures all things or is really like have fortitude or patience, cowboy up, refuse to give up the patience in all things. Right. So I'll never get off the get, right? So, and God never gives up on you. And this is how God loves us. This is how we're to love one another. This is agape, the last piece of the nine, uh, you know, brick path. If you right. Will. And so to go, kind of follow up what you just said there, it, it mentions the way that God loves us, the way we're called to love one another. The, is this... This is the word that, that Jesus used when he says, I give you a new commandment that you love others Correct. if I have loved you. Yes, it's agape. This That one commandment washes away everything else, right? Yes. The, the law, all that stuff. All that you it, love. Right. And I would argue, I mean, some people say, oh, that's uh, that's easy. No, it's no, way it, harder. Way harder to do this. Than not lie than to somebody. Like, don't lie. Keep okay. a list of do's and don'ts. Right. Because yeah, one of the commandments is, thou shalt not lie. Uh, Baby, does this outfit make me look fat? No, your fat makes you look fat. I'm keeping the commandment. <laughs> right. Not a good answer. Though. Not a good answer. That's not walking in love, but right. you kept the commandment. Congratu- you kept one of the Ten Commandments. Congratulations. You didn't keep the new commandment. You kept one of the Ten Commandments. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. See how that worked out for you. But are you following this? So these are the nine things, right? So that's why, and it says that agape in the beginning of verse eight says it just never fails. It just, right. It's never going to run out. And all these other things that list that, that will run out and cease including knowledge, like, but agape will never run out. So it's a, it's a, it's a perpetual never ending, you know, gusher. Right. That you could tap into it's. And, and remember the opposite of love of agape is fear. Mm. And if you read this list that I'm telling you, there isn't any fear here. No, it's, the op- it's all valor and bravery yeah. and courage and, Right. I'm standing strong and I'm bearing up and shielding. And yeah, right. There's, it's not like I'm cowering and wimping. And it's not like, oh, that's okay. It's not about comforting somebody, you know, or assuaging their, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not mean to you, right? It has nothing to, but it's not yeah, anything not, to do with those things. Right. That's what we talked about right. that under brotherly kindness under right. Philadelphia. I'm, I'm, you know, sympathetic and all. This agape is totally different than that. This is a choice of my will. Hold the line. Mm. Is it also fair to say that it it's reserved for those that are closest to you? Yeah, like you're not going to well, love the world, no. right? You're going to. In fact, love, it says the opposite. It says you don't love the world. That's God's job. That's God's job. God loves the world, right? Not you. We're supposed to love one another. So, and chiefly the household of faith. So, it really it starts with those that are closest in your inner circle. Those okay. geographically, that's what the household of faith means. Those that, that because back then. It wasn't like we went to church on Sunday. Everybody was meeting in houses and catacombs and right, stuff. Right. And it was your group. That's your household. Chiefly, firstly, you love the people that are in your circle, your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Like you're in my circle, so right. you're under the wing, right? So right. I'm going to I'm gonna bear up nothing. I'm, if anything yeah. came to threaten you, 
I'll, I'll be in, there. And vice versa. Right, exactly. And That's if we all do that, covenant. everybody right. gets taken care of. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Right? So it's and my, my kids, my wife. Yeah. Chiefly the household of faith. If you're not, listen, and anybody can, can join the household of faith, right? Right. You could become in the covenant anytime you want. But if you're not in covenant, you're not my problem, man. Yeah. Now, like I told you, in corporate, while I'm in the room and I'm in charge of that audience, everybody's underneath my, right? So anybody that's under your authority. So even at work, when I was the agent in charge of Nancy's detail, I didn't, none of the people on my team, but Nancy included, and her family, anybody that right. I'm in charge of. Yeah. Falls under that. Right. Mm. You, you found that? Mm -hmm. So if you're at work and you're, you know, you have a, a bunch of ungodly people, but you're the manager or the, you know. Yeah. They're all under you. Well, it also it makes me think too of like in order to do that, in order to to like what you did personally protect these people, you have to love them to be able to take a bullet for That's them. That's what I, I mean because there was and yeah. to be able to love them, you've got to be able to see them not as other people see them. You got to see them as God sees them. Correct, right? and that's what, that's the first thing I did. You know, I decided you know decided that if I was going to take a bullet for any of these people, I better love them first. I don't let people talk bad about Nancy or Hillary. You don't know them. Yeah. That's not walking in love. Why are you talking about them? Right. Yeah, it's one thing to not like people's ideas or policies that they spouse in public, but like the, the personal attack, you don't know who these people right. are. You know, I mean, I had somebody who was like, you know, a, a Christian brother called her a pig on his Facebook page. Yeah. That's blows you, pig. Like, dude, come on, man. What? That is not walking in love. There's no way that lines up with anything. And, you know, <laughs> right. there's no, that's not even, I mean, nothing on those nine things. It doesn't even line up at all. Then you wonder why, you know, your life isn't firing on all eight cylinders. You know what I mean? Right. That's what you're focusing on. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't have said these things publicly, but, you know, five people listen to this podcast anyway, so it probably won't come back and bite <laughs> me. But Well, I think that'll uh, that'll wrap us up, man. I think, uh, I think we've about covered it on Agape. And that in the nine things. So, anything else you want to add? I mean, I think we. No, just it all. keep doing them. Like I right. just keep doing them, doing them, doing. Them. Like I never stop thinking and doing. Like Peter said, I'm always going to remind yeah. you of the nine things. As long as I'm in this body, next week's service is the nine things. That's right. We should have just a podcast called the nine things, and we just keep running it over <laughs> and over again. Uh, cool. Well, thank you for helping uh, go through all this, and hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions, remember to email um, logosuncovered at gmail.com. Friend Whitman, I'm Doug Brown saying we will see you next time. Bye for now.